Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. And welcome to another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. It's good to have you with us today. Thanks for listening. We're a, a, a company that uh, is really, I guess you'd call us a tech company. We've only been doing this for several years and we still can't figure out who we are. Uh, we're a tech company that helps churches, helps ministries, and we provide lots of nice things, right, yes, Steve? like live streaming and mobile apps and church management and that sort of thing. Yeah, we do. And so uh, these, this podcast that we do usually every week, uh, we talk about some of those tech things, although we don't always talk about everything that's tech-related because uh, we're all involved in ministry around here. And so uh, we like to help people who are volunteers, who are in leadership, who are pastors, uh, because we've got a ton of experience. Steve and I have probably about 280 years of experience. I think that's right, yeah. Between us. Between the two of us. Yeah, 280, maybe 285, Could we take a few. <laughs> but uh, I'm exaggerating here a little bit, but that's just simply because we've been doing this for a long time. So we, we like to help churches. So what are we doing today? We're going to talk about, wait for it, money. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about stewardship campaigns, because I think in the years we've been doing this podcast, we've never talked about this, have we? Uh, I don't think so. Don't Not think stewardship so. campaigns. Not so. stewardship. Anyhow, so we have a special guest who is the director of resource management at his church. His name is uh, Dwayne Witte. Dwayne, are you there? I'm here. Did I How get are you your, guys doing today? Good. Did I get your name right, Dwayne Witte? Did I get because yeah, I'm, you're you're good. I'm usually notorious for butchering names, but uh, I'll <laughs> just give me some time here. So, so <laughs> Dwayne, uh, you're you're actually you hail from Canada, the great country of Canada. Whereabouts in Canada are you? Well, right now I'm in uh, just outside Toronto, Ontario. Okay. Somewhat in the center, and uh, depends on who you talk to in Canada. It could be the center of the universe, or it could be the most evil place on the face of the planet. Okay. So, um, but we're we are right in uh, central part of Canada. Um, you know, the Greater Toronto area would uh, have about uh, seven million people. Wow, that's a big area. So you're pretty close to Toronto, then, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You see, you see what hockey games, baseball games, uh, basketball. Right? Get into a little bit of everything, actually. Uh, uh, of course, the Toronto Maple Leafs are in the playoffs, which we're excited about. Um, yeah, Raptors are uh, you know, the uh, uh, our NBA franchise is in the playoffs. They're doing quite well this year. Yeah. Uh, our Blue Jays are just starting up, and so we're still waiting to see what they're yeah. going to be like. Yeah. Well, you know. Can't have them all. So, uh, no. <laughs> so, Dwayne, you are actually, as I mentioned, the resource director, actually director of resource management at uh, the church's name is North uh, Bramalee, Bramalee United Church. Am I correct on that? That is 100% correct, yes. And uh, you guys, so what is it? First of all, we're going to talk about stewardship campaigns. And the reason we're talking about this is because, I mean, the people listening to this podcast, especially if you're involved in leadership, I mean, this should perk your ears a little bit because the truth is uh, we've got to have some resources to do ministry, right? I mean, that's pretty important. And so, yeah, the funny thing is, I guess I've talked for, uh, oh, man, close to 30 years now. Uh, and uh, the, the reality is that every church needs more money to do what God's called them to do. Right. And that's and so that's why we want to talk for a few minutes here 
uh, today about this. But so uh, let, let me just get into your position real quick, and then we'll talk about things like you know biblical capital campaigns or things like that. But, mm-hmm. but what what is sure. what do you do? What's the director of resource management do? <laughs> uh, it's a it's a basically an executive minister or executive pastor kind of a okay. role. Right. I oversee um, uh, all of our finance area, property, uh, staffing, uh, something that we call resource. It's a leadership development arm, uh, as well as grant acquisition and technology. Okay. Wow. So do you work with other churches as well as, as your own, or have you in the past? Or? Well, interesting enough that you asked, we are um, using your service uh, to uh, do live broadcast of our service uh, services, and the uh, plan is to develop that and then start launching satellite sites um, all over the place. In fact, we are talking that, talking that we want to start 10 in 10 years. Wow. That's so, pretty, uh, pretty aggressive. Yeah. But you've you've worked with churches for years when it comes to stewardship categories and stewardship campaigns, yeah. right? Yeah. It's been a little over 27 years I've been wow. working uh, with churches all over North America helping to raise capital. Yeah. Wow. All right. So let's just let's get into it. we got a few minutes here. Uh, so sure. what I mean, for those who let's get a little definition here. What is a campaign, a capital campaign or a stewardship campaign? I mean, what is it? What does it entail in just a brief uh, sentence or two? <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, there's there's the best challenge of the day. <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, I would say that uh, capital campaigns are designed to drive revenue to meet um, a significant vision that the church just could not do over a period of uh, uh, even a long period of time. Um, okay. We help a church raise uh, two to three times their annual income is our average um, over above and beyond what they're already doing over a three year period. So uh, uh, if you're so, if a church is looking to get rid of a significant debt, um, which is the most difficult um, uh uh, item to raise money for. Uh, they're looking to purchase land, uh, to uh, uh, build a new facility, to extend their existing facility. Some of that that capital kind of a stuff. Um, we that's that's where we specialize. Okay. Right. Um, you know, theologically, we believe that that the tithes and offering are for the ministry of the church. And when we start talking about buildings or capital. Uh, projects um, that becomes from the offering. That's the over and above kind of giving. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've got a little history in this in that we've been part of a church here uh, in Arizona for a very long time now. Mm-hmm. And we started out, um, went through several phases, but we we found ourselves at, at a point where we had no building. We're living in, we were meeting in a high school, and so we started mm-hmm. a capital campaign to get our facility and went through that, and it was it was very successful, and you, you mentioned the um, – then, then we got to the point where we said, well, we're in the building, the church is growing, we're doing really well, but we've got all this debt, and we don't believe in debt. So mm-hmm. we were starting to look at a capital campaign to eradicate the debt, and the leadership of the church was kind of mixed on, you know, how are we going to do this? There's not – is the vision <laughs> – you know, it's vision to, you know, add a new thing to the church or, but uh, the, the vision of getting rid of our debt was really hard to, we we're trying to figure out how to, you know, yeah. how to communicate that. 
So I was surprised yeah. you mentioned that you do capital campaigns to get out of debt. Yeah, they are the most difficult to do, but uh, we've done many of them. There was a church here uh, not too far from from uh, my office, um, and uh, they were a good-sized church, about a, about 1,000 people, um, uh, but they actually experienced a bit of a church split, and so they had a $1.6 million debt. Yikes. Um, yeah, with um, – Oh, about 400, 500 people uh, uh, there worshiping. And uh, that was that was quite challenging. Um, and, you know, we were able to go in and, and work with them and help them to raise that amount um, over a three-year period of time. So they were quite quite pleased with that. Right. So one of the things that, um, that we toyed with, and I, I would assume a lot of our audience would be, is I have this vision, you know, whatever the capital came, campaign is going to be, and you know, the first question is, do we do this on our own or do we get outside help? What's your advice there? <laughs> uh, my advice would be um, to definitely get a hold of someone to give you a hand. Um, and from from my experience, um, if someone does a good job uh, of a capital campaign doing it on their own, they'll raise about 20% of their capacity or capability. Um, the, an outside perspective, uh, funny enough, when people are paying for an expert to come in and tell them what to do, they'll listen a little more, uh, and they'll have to rely a little more on faith than they would if they're trying it on their own. Hmm. So 20%. So bringing yeah. in help, that would mean they're going to reach the hundred percent of the potential or... Or do they get 25% so I, I guess, with help? <laughs> well, I worked with a church in Buffalo who tried to raise money on their own. It was a church of 300, um, and they raised um, about uh, was about 120,000 uh, over and above. And then they called us in, and after a bit of retooling, because uh, there's two two parts to it, uh, but after a bit of retool, retooling, we helped them raise uh, uh, close to a million dollars in their campaign. Wow, that's pretty impressive, yeah. Dwayne. Well, the I would love to take credit for for a lot of it, um, except the only thing that that we do is go in and organize for a miracle. So we, when you start building on biblical principles and partnering with God, we have our responsibility, um, and God always takes His responsibility, and that, I, I've always found it interesting. And in some ways, um, you know, it every, all the numbers sound great, but um, uh, when you start putting the right people in the right place, uh, capital campaigns become really easy. Hmm. So, so I'm a pastor sitting here, you know, listening to this podcast or driving down the road as Steve would be doing or something and listening to this, I'm going, okay, uh, my church really probably does need some kind of a stewardship campaign. Uh, where do I start? What's the first two or three steps? I mean, I'm assuming you've got to communicate the vision and those kind of things. Um, actually it leads into a, a great discussion. Uh, because I've always been challenged uh, when I've walked into churches, and the church makes a building um, the vision. Uh, because when you do that and you get in the building, you're still generally still left with debt or still work to do, 
but you've already accomplished the vision. And so how do you retool and how do you continue to move forward? Uh, one of the things that uh, we've, I've been doing over the last, uh, I guess, 10 years, 12 years, is um, helping churches create a clear and compelling uh, vision um, of how do you want your church to be different in the next three years? There's a lot of research behind that, um, and there's a strong system behind it, but um, um, and it relates more into ministry. Now, sometimes a building will be the tool that you used in order to get there, um, and sometimes you discover that it's not a facility at all. It could be something else, a community center, a counseling center, a uh, 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 gymnasium. Like It could be all kinds of different things, but uh, I believe each church is uniquely positioned to fill a need in every community um, that is distinct from every other church. Hmm. And it's up to the leadership to figure out what that is. Okay. So got to have a vision more than just, you know, just, just a building or that kind of a thing. Uh, and then I, I would assume from vision and there's got to be some type of, of, of strategic engagement process. Yeah. There's a a definitely uh, an engagement process. Um, generally a vision, you start off creating vision with, uh, to eight, 10, 12, 15, maybe 20 people, uh, then you expand that out to your next group of leaders. And I define a leader as someone who is leading other people in the work of ministry, not just in ministry, but in the work of ministry. Yeah. And um, that could encompass, you know, 20 people. It could encompass 100 people. And uh, you sit down for, oh, six, eight hours. And not only do you go over what, what uh, the first group talked about, um, but why it was important to them. And then you give everyone an opportunity to, you know, lean into that. Okay, what does this mean to me? How does this uh, get me excited? What resonated with me? And it is absolutely amazing what God does when, you know, you're talking about his purposes and then engage people in the conversation and what resonates with them with that. Um, The whole temperature, the whole momentum of your church speeds up considerably. Uh, Then once you've got that, you've got enough collateral material to have uh, some great marketing materials um, or vision sharing uh, materials, communication pieces uh, to share what that is all about. And uh, then you're ready to move into a capital campaign. So so if I'm a ministry that that said, oh, I'm going to I'm going to look at doing this on my own, you know, uh-huh. get a little ways into this, and I realize I need help. Do you go back to the step one and recast <laughs> the vision, go go back to the original leaders? Is that? That's, that's where things get sticky, because some people do a great job uh, creating vision, um, but a terrible job communicating the vision. Right. Um, some will have a terrible vision and yet do a, a great job communicating. So it's it's about sitting down and having the conversation about um, what is your vision? Uh, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? How is How will it be done? How many people have been involved in the process? So try, trying to get a, a bit of a lay of the land of what that would look like. And then uh, talk about the communication uh, side of it as well. 
I just finished working with the church um, last summer, and uh, they had spent a year and a half. Uh, they didn't do it with me, but they spent a year and a half uh, creating a vision. Um, and some of the elements that they chose to do to communicate that vision were fine, uh, but they didn't uh, give people the right information the right way. And so uh, part of our campaign process became sharing the vision in the right way uh, so, at so the right times. Help me understand, what's the example of not doing it the right way? You don't have to name names or anything. But. <laughs> no, give us names. Give us names. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so in this particular case, uh, they uh, decided they needed, needed to uh, significantly expand their facility. You know, the church was doing, is doing really well. Um, the church facility was built uh, to house 150 people. Um, and they've got close to 300 people showing up on a Sunday. Um, but the challenge has been they don't have the Sunday school space, the educational space to um, uh, make sure that uh, their children are well cared for. Um so they, they shared the information and they gave all the facts um, and they made a great business case uh, for what they were doing. But they didn't talk about um, stories of life change. Mm -hmm. They didn't talk about, um, you know, where the church started. They didn't honor the people that had gone before them and why they made the decisions to launch and build the facility to begin with. Um, uh, one of the, my observations through the years is most people will engage um, or most people will lead a capital campaign or, or any sort of vision uh, process um, using great business principles or um, just uh, biblical principles. Um, so you're, they're going to engage the head or the heart. Um, the, the, the reality is that um, all our church people are all along a continuum, and we need to engage people at all levels. So it's sharing the right information the right way at the right time. So spiritually, rationally, and even even emotionally, would you say emotions That's, play into this? Definitely. Yeah. It, if, if, you, if we really think about it, all of our giving um, is born in our hearts, not in our head. Mm -hmm. um, just yeah. in the last few days, we had a very significant tragedy uh, here in Canada where a uh, busload of um, hockey players, oh, 15, 16-year-old yeah. kids, um, was hit. And I'll tell you, it has impacted this country like you wouldn't believe. Mm. Um, and uh, I think the, the most compelling stories come out of our emotional core out of that, uh, within four days, um, there was a GoFundMe project started, and there's over $7 million that's come in, mm. um, only from a 1,000 people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, and just within four days. That's incredible. So yeah. let me let me put my pastor's hat on here again. So all right, I'm sitting there going, you know what? Yeah, we, we definitely need this. But I've got a I've got a leader or two that are just they're just not on the they, they think stewardship campaigns are are, are, are gimmicks or they I, I've got a couple leaders that just are not on the same page. So if you were to come in, you know, how how does that all work? How do you get everybody on the same page? 
That's a great question. Uh, I think the reality of it is that uh, not everyone is get going to get on the same page at the same time. Um, I think of an analogy like uh, the Boston Marathon. Um, growing a church, building a church, um, sharing vision is very much like a marathon. You've got a group of people at the front of the line who are all excited about what's going to happen and what's going on. The gun goes off. They're running out. You get the crowd cheering, like the whole nine yards, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but an hour, an hour and a half, two hours later, the people at the back of the line <laughs> still haven't started their journey yet. Mm. And um, uh, I, I think uh, one of the things that uh, churches have been um, neglectful of is being consistent at sharing vision uh, and uh, where God has called them over a long period of time. They'll talk about it for a month or in a series, but then walk away from it. And uh, we're not giving our people an opportunity to really um, understand and get a sense of what's going on. So, um, Which is interesting, right? You lose commitment within a church, and that just always has fascinated me. Hmm. So... Um What's the average length of a, or what's a recommended length for a stewardship campaign? And do you, do we see the church growing or people getting tired of the campaign? What's, how long should the campaign last? Sure. Um, so the actual physical time to uh, do all the leg, leg work or groundwork. Uh, so the time I generally work with a church is anywhere between three and uh, eight months depending on the size of the church, depending on the complexity of, of what they're doing. It depends on where they are on the birth to death cycle of the church. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if they're down and towards the death spiral, it's going to take longer um, because behaviors have changed, cultures changed. Um, but by and large, three to eight months to actually run the campaign. And then the giving period is almost always uh, three years, um, because people don't have a ton of money sitting around, so they can't give significantly in a short period of time. But over a long period of time, you can get uh, quite a bit um, uh, more done. Um, through through the years, 60% uh, of our work has been with churches that have done capital campaigns with us before. And so there have been churches that we have worked with over a period of uh, 12 years. So we have done um, uh, four consecutive three-year giving campaigns. Hmm. So the so you're involved three to, I don't know, eight, 12 months with the church to get things yep. set up and rolling. Mm -hmm. And then um, what are the, the, the steps in the interim in, you know, year two? Is the pastor still promoting the vision and the message or do you you come in and do you have a recipe for how to make sure that this capital campaign makes it to the finish line oh man yeah i've got a manual for everything <laughs> uh uh my current manual for the main part of the campaign or the the initial part of the campaign is a little over 200 pages um and it goes through and and we do all of our work through uh, the leaders, the existing leaders in the church, not staff. I want to be clear about that. Um, the staff has a role, 
within the campaign, but uh, the vast majority of work that gets done is done by the lay leadership. My dad was a minister. I learned early on in life that uh, uh, pastors come and pastors go. Um, uh, if a church is going to grow and be successful, it isn't as much the responsibility of the pastor as it is the responsibility of the people. Now, there is the relationship between the pastor and the people, but but um, um, the power of people go an awful long way. And so uh, uh, the original campaign is set up uh, using nine directors. Uh, they will enlist team leaders. Those team leaders will enlist team members to increase ownership uh, within the wider body of the church. And then once the campaign is, uh, the initial stage is, is done, there is a new committee that's formed uh, that's responsible for follow-up um, to ensure the vision stays before people, to make sure that the commitments uh, get started, uh, people start paying towards their commitments, and then that uh, uh, people stay on top of and, and stay current with their commitments over that three-year period, three period of time. And there's another whole manual to that as well. So I guess I could see where it would be a mistake on the staff or pastor's part to get too involved with the campaign, right? Or, well, don't get me wrong. They're going to be very involved. Well, I guess but they're publicly involved. Is, yeah. Like their role is is a cheerleader, an encourager, a support, right. um, you know, doing what they normally do. They preach messages. They uh, write letters. They encourage. Yeah. Um, uh, it's the role of the of the uh, lay people um, to make sure that promotion gets carried out, that every home gets a ministry visit, that a prayer vigil happens, that dinners are put on, that people are cared for through the process. Um, it actually um, builds life and capacity within the church. Yeah, I've actually heard some actually very positive stories of people. Uh, finding God through stewardship campaigns and reconnecting yeah. with people. And uh, so it's not always, I mean, money obviously is the big part of this thing, but I've seen some other things happen that uh, you wouldn't necessarily, you know, think about happening. Yeah. Um, I work with a church in Morgantown, West Virginia, um, mainly uh, university people or university kids going to the church. Uh, it was a church of about 1,100 people, and by mistake, they sent out their normal uh, promotion piece inviting people to church uh, right smack dab in the middle of a capital campaign when we're there talking about money. <laughs> and the church grew uh, by 200 people um, during the uh, capital campaign itself. Because wow, um, the, the reality is the campaign is far more about biblical principles and who, who God is than about money. We yeah. talk about money, but we put money in its proper place. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Hey, we're, we're out of time here. Uh, but oh. I want to. How can people get a hold of you, Dwayne? And we're talking with Dwayne Witte here. He's the director of resource management from North Bramalia United Church in Ontario, Canada. How can how what what contact information can you give the people? Sure. Uh, people can always get a hold of me uh, on my cell phone, um, 905-301-9659. They can send me an email, dwitty, W-H-I-T-T-E-Y, at nbuc, North Bramley United Church, .ca. Um, 
you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. I'm pretty much everywhere. Um, your church website love to hear is, from you. Yeah, NBUC. Yeah, church right? website, nbuc.ca. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. I, I wish we had more time, but I, I think this is interesting stuff. And I think, you know, again, for people who are key leaders and key volunteers and pastors and, you know, associates listening to this podcast, I, I think it's important. I think it's very important that uh, uh, they get some understanding or at least some enlightenment, so to speak, on stewardship. And I really appreciate your time. No problem at all. Thanks so much for having me on. Really appreciate it. Well, Dwayne, thank you. It's it's good to hear from you. And we definitely want to have you on again in, in, the, in the future sometime. Uh, thanks for spending a little bit of time with us today on the podcast. Thanks a lot. Anytime at all. All right. And so we're out of time, as I just said. So Steve Lacey here across the table. I'm Phil Thompson. Uh, we'll catch you next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Take care.